Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we're your high priestess for this evening. And just so you guys know, that was our third time recording <laughs> that. because yeah, uh, Just couldn't get past... Uh, this is Monica. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's only been, you know, three years. Like, I'll get it eventually. Yeah, Here you just we had are. a bit of a brain fart. Or I mean, you call it brain car. Brain cart. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean, guys? You see what I'm dealing with tonight? Yeah. It's going to be a wild episode, folks. It Hold is. on to your baddies. Oh, my God. Yes. How you doing, Monica? I'm hanging in there. How about you? I'm good. I'm really? good. Really? Yeah. I am not very smart, but I am drinking rosé okay, okay and so can i just say that the costco rosé is like eight bucks a bottle oh, okay and good. it tastes yeah it tastes pretty good so okay. i am not complaining about it so that's nice this could be why we're having a little bit of an issue tonight <laughs> it could be but i'm just saying it's the day before thanksgiving and i remember i think it was Last year or the year before, they were saying that this is like the biggest drinking holiday of the year. Really? Thanksgiving, huh? The day before Thanksgiving. Oh, how weird. It's because it's like it's the day that everyone's like getting trashed with their friends before they have to like see their family or something. But I only saw that one year that they were talking about that because I would think the biggest drinking day is like New New Year's. Year's? Yeah, Yeah. I would think too. So, but whatever, I'm contributing it to being the biggest drinking day of the year. Also, it's Felix's first birthday. Yes, happy birthday, baby Felix. Yeah, so he's he celebrated with donuts. Oh, that's cool. He, he's a happy guy. He had his party a couple of weeks ago, and it was a big event, and he was eating, smashing cake and all that good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, so. and he was partying with Elmo, like yeah, a really, yeah. like... Yeah. terrifying version of Elmo <laughs> if I say Ricky dressed up in an Elmo costume it was terrifying yeah, Felix it was loved it funny. it happened yeah, yeah it was good it was fine he had a great time he really did I'm really like yeah so I just took my sip of this rosé yeah oh good I'm glad you're enjoying it, it, it it's pretty good what are you drinking I'm drinking coke because tomorrow I will be drinking my Harvey's crystal cream if you get really trashed we need like a video someone needs to record <laughs> I remember going to Thanksgiving with Monica once and like she busted out all of these pictures of like Bigfoot that she drew on napkins Oh my god yeah and she was like really proud of all of them and then like all of us were trying to be very supportive and then she got mad at us because we weren't believers yeah well hmm. yeah are you a believer now i mean are you still on the fence come on really oh i never god. said that i didn't think bigfoot was real i just i don't i i guess i just never gave him that much thought i didn't realize he had such a cult following <sighs> huge following yeah, and then when we were driving, okay, first of all, when we were driving to Washington, Ricky and I were like, look, Monica, it's Bigfoot in there, because there was like this big cardboard cut outside, and you like lost your shit. You're like, where? Yeah, I, I was hoping to see one run across the road in Washington State. I mean, they're, they're plentiful there, but we didn't see anybody. Not that trip, anyway. I mean, I tried to get, I uh, like this whole production of Jordan and Ricky like making Bigfoot noises and I was going to have someone like pawing out the window and Jordan who was like one of our hosts in Washington liked you too much and so he thought it was mean and he wouldn't do it (laughs) so 
I fucking tried. It was a public service that I was willing to coordinate, and I just did not have the cooperation I needed. There you go. And I'm glad that he didn't. I'm glad he said that. Because you know, he says that, but you know, we, we travel a lot, you and I, and uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Huh? I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It is. So tonight, we are talking about... The, the maiden aspect of the triple goddess. Yes, we are. And I want to start this with, I was a really good student, and I looked up all this stuff, and I wrote these amazing notes, and I don't know where the fuck they are. I, I, I do that all the time. I have so many books, and like, which book is it in, and all of that. Well, no, stuff. I have these, these, are, these two notebooks in front of me are like my functioning notebooks, so I know they're in here somewhere. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, I'll find it after this episode is recorded, but when these things happen, because it does happen often, I feel like I am being tested on my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're just, we're just going to roll with it, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everybody in who's involved in the craft kind of knows the three the refaces of of the goddess yeah made in mother and crone and we we hear about about that concept a lot which is why you and i are talking about it and we're breaking it up into basically a mini series for everyone right right so we're going to talk about the maiden her aspects and what kind of work you can do with her and for her and for yourself of course and, and what kind of uh goddesses that you can relate to her and different things like that yeah so yeah yes we're gonna do a, a crash course in the maiden tonight and can i just say a couple years ago you and i went to salem and there was this store that had this really beautiful stained glass work of maiden mother and crow and i think i have pictures of us in front of each of them yeah yeah huh? it was pretty cool so let's get cracking. So when we're talking about the idea of maiden mother crone, the most uh, earth-like thing that we can kind of relate that to is the moon, which is why she is related to the moon is because she goes through phases too. Right. And so we think of the three main aspects of the moon, which is uh, waxing, full, and waning. That's the easiest way to kind of look at this. So when we're looking at the goddess, she, or when I'm sorry, when we're looking at the maiden, she is representing the waxing phase. Right. And she is youth. She represents youthful, youth and puberty. And um, she is the huntress. She's also a hunt, the huntress. She is because she's like full. I always kind of say like she's full of life and spunk and energy. So it's like when you go into the mother, like, She's pregnant or she's nurturing. She's busy. The ma- the crone, she's busy too. So the maiden is the one that can go and be the wild one and in touch with like that primal huntress, like yes. animalistic, so to speak, aspect of the goddess. Right. And this and the sexuality, very sexual and sensual, exploring that. She's and too. it's in a way that's very unapologetic, which I think is really amazing. And it's not just like sexy time sexuality, it's really a kind of discovering that sense of divine feminine within yourself, which yeah, there is a sexual aspect to it, but it's just that that aspect of you and owning that that feminism, so to speak. Yes. And yes. that is something that, you know, I think we hear that and we think a lot like that that pertains to women and when it, women identifying people, but like we all have that because this is in us like men and women and everything in between so there's a part of us that has that maiden aspect and that she comes out in different phases of our life and different areas that we need her so it doesn't also matter what age you are no it doesn't because you can do work with her for certain things and you don't have to do be a female 
male can all men can also do work with the with the maiden. Absolutely, anyone that oh, and Dean Dean agrees. Dean obviously does work with the maiden a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dean is present. He can hear <laughs> meowing. Yeah, yes. so any anyone can work with the god or goddess in any of their aspects. So yes. that's kind of the thing that I, I kind of wanted to point out because I feel like we get very stuck on, oh, well, I'm in the maiden part of my life. So this is when I have to work with this one. And I'm in this part of my life. So I have to work with that aspect. And no, it, it just depends on what you're trying to do with your magic. Right. And what's going on in your life because it always kind of just depends. Exactly. Because you never know what you need. Right. Because exactly. everybody of all different ages needs certain things that you could work with the maiden for. And I think that the maiden really comes in handy a lot because she really does kind of bring out that idea of sexuality and sexual empowerment mm-hmm. and also that like renewed and fresh perspective. Yes. And I think those are the two things that as like, you know, just an adult, I think that we kind of revisit a lot those two aspects of her. So I think those are probably the two like most common ones where we see her come into our life a lot yes yes for sure one of my um like rules of thumb have always been like if you're trying to figure out which goddess like is kind of like leaning towards the maiden aspect if she has a bow and arrows she's, she's probably like the maiden yeah because she's that the hunter the yeah huntress, yes Absolutely. And just because she's a huntress, like, she also really talks about, like, the care of animals. I feel like that's, like, the first, like, aspect of nurturing that the goddess gets before she goes into the motherhood aspect. Because just because she's a hunter, I mean, that's, you know, back then, like, that was very primal and that was part of survival. Yes. You know, and that was also a part of, like, livelihood. But it was also really about caring about animals and different things. And I feel like that's where the maiden identifies the most when it comes to compassion is with other other creatures right right yeah she's more like um a comrade rather than a nurturer and you'll see that in in her work she's the homie yeah, yeah. She's the homie. We like her. She's not nurturing. That's not no, what no, she no. does. She's not a nurturer. No, this is not. This is not the aspect that is the nurturer. Well, I mean, think back to when you were like a teenager or something. Like you weren't necessarily oh, nurturing. No. Like that wasn't on your agenda. No, you were no. Like, wild and free. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. were the fucking maiden. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's what it is. Yeah. The aspect that she actually kind of correlates with in an in interesting way is really with the crone in the sense of when it comes to like passing out judgment and punishment because we always see the crone is kind of doing that through her wisdom but the maiden does it too yeah she does the crone just does it with more compassion the maiden uh, hasn't like lived through life to understand like hey everyone fucks up everyone has to learn things but she knows what's right and what's wrong because it's you know ingrained in her been taught or whatever so she will dull out those those punishments but she doesn't do it with the same compassion right. as as the crone because the crone's kind of like been there done that oh hell yeah yeah so the maiden can still dull that out so it's just like you know working with her and you're not within your virtue means that you will still deal with karma and kind of like i think maybe in a, a harsher way but it'd be an interesting way yeah, yeah. <laughs> a know. way that may be, be um detached because mm-hmm. she she's not going to relate to that like there isn't that kind of like relation there no not at all yeah so name some of the maidens and myths my friend so the one that i do want to point out a lot of because we tend to not really see this is diana right and not that like people don't see that but it's a lot of times when you hear diana you think the mother of witchcraft you think the moon goddess so like a, a lot of times we'll jump right to seeing 
the mother but and she diana is interesting because she does have that aspect to her as well but she really does have the the maiden aspect and you see that all, again what did i just say like the if bow you and arrows. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure. any of the hunters wants the same thing with bast she's another one uh let's talk about hakate hakate you know she is a triple goddess so she has a maiden aspect to her same thing with the morgan Mm-hmm. We see that. The one that I wanted to talk about tonight is uh, Persephone. Yes, and everybody, I think, knows about Persephone, or they should know something about her. Yeah, and we, we know that she definitely has an aspect to her that is the maiden. You know, that's the part of her that uh, she kind of lived when she was on Earth with her mom, Demeter, and she was, you know, kicking it with the nymphs, doing her thing, uh, you know, making flowers bloom. Uh, and a lot of us really know the story of Hades or Pluto kidnapping her and making her his his queen in the underworld. And that is the main story that really comes out that a lot of people know. But I recently found out that there's a different story that kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one has nothing to do with Pluto or Hades, actually. Wow. So basically... It was still Persephone and Demeter, or I don't know if you, I think you would pronounce it Corey or Core, K O R E. I always thought it was Core, but someone told me Corey recently, I so I don't I know. Would say core, but it's, yeah. yeah. So we're going to call her Core for all intents and purposes. Um, okay. And so she was still like, she's in her full maiden, like, girlhood. And she's hanging out with her mom, and her mom is the wheat the wheat goddess and like the goddess of the harvest so Demeter's kind of walking around the fields and making things bloom and grow because she's like you know the divine fucking being hummingbird like pollinating stuff for all of us humans so that we can eat Mm -hmm. and Kor's walking around helping her mom and doing her thing and she starts to notice all of these spirits kind of like floating through earth and all of these ghosts and stuff and she's like oh that's that's interesting there's like all these dead folk here like all right and so she's like doing her gardening with her mom but she can't help but notice all of the spirits and so finally she's like hey ma like what what is this what is with all of these spirits that i keep seeing in the field like they're the spirits of the dead what is this and finally demeter's like listen like i am the grain goddess and i am the queen of the harvest but i'm also supposed to be the goddess of the underworld so as much as i breathe life because that's what demeter does because she helps sustain us through our food so she is a goddess of life she is also that double-edged sword where she's the goddess of death Mm. in a way like she's a goddess of the underworld she was supposed to kind of help take care of us in spirit form she's like dude like feeding these fuckers is a full-time job so she was so caught up with you know making sure that the harvest was good for everybody and that everyone could eat and taking care of all the plants that she just didn't have time to tend to the dead so they just kind of floated aimlessly among earth and Demeter kind of just I guess turned that blind eye to them and Cora was like wow like that's really not fair to them like I got this and she just up and left and she took off to the underworld and she took her throne there and she started putting all the spirits where they needed to be and getting getting death in order for all of us humans and so she was down there doing her thing she had a lot to straighten out and during that time Demeter started to get really sad because she missed her daughter because I mean if there was ever a codependent relationship it's those two and around around springtime was when you know Demeter had gone through all of fall she'd gone through all of winter and she's like I miss my daughter like this sucks and then finally Cor came back 
top side and she's like hey missed you i'm back like i kind of unfucked everything that you neglected down there like i'm i'm here to hang out now uh, and when Kor would go to the underworld, she was known as Persephone. Mm-hmm. So Kor is the maiden aspect of Persephone. We think of Persephone as as a, as a maiden, and she's not exactly because she has her own duality. We hear of the triple goddess. Persephone is more of like a double goddess. Because mm-hmm. she do- Persephone herself does have motherhood aspects. She does have children with Hades. She has um, adopted children that she adopted like Adonis. So she's got a lot going on that way. But the the maiden aspect of her is core uh-huh. and so she has that duality and she does that but I thought that was such an interesting story that I had not heard before so this is one that completely takes Pluto or Hades out of the mixture and this is where you see core Persephone take on this role of maturity and responsibility of her own accord of her own ethics because she saw what was essentially right or wrong and was like well I'm gonna go fix this which to me I feel like that is the journey of adolescence into adulthood right you know you see that as a child as as a maiden you know we see what is right and what's wrong and we see it in this very black and white way and so we want to do something about it. And this is where Core really did something about it. And through that, she got the maturity into the motherhood aspect into Persephone. Mm, very, very interesting, huh? I thought it was a really cool thing. So, so the color that's associated with her is? White. White. Which is why in a lot of coven chords, you see the, the white chord. Yes. And, um... You know, white is the purity, sign of purity and, and light, basically. And rebirth and all that yeah. fun stuff. So. Which makes sense because when we look at the mating, we think virginal, we think untouched. Think of like pure snow. Yeah, right. That's what we think about. <laughs> That's what you think about. But oh, she's also boy. very sexual too, right? <laughs> yep. Um, and so what season is she? She's spring. Mm-hmm. Springtime. She represents all things new, new birth, the seeds that are planted the plants that are growing um so this is some of the workings you can do for the maiden aspect um any new beginnings that you want new hope plans for the new beginnings that's one number two if you need a new job or planning to uh, apply for a new job work with the maiden maiden aspect um any new ideas, maiden. Um, whatever you want, a complete turnaround in your life, maiden. Because it's new beginnings. That's It covers that. Um, if you're moving into a new apartment or a house, work at the maiden. That's the maiden energy. And surprisingly, you know what else she's good for? Which I, I honestly, I found this surprising. If you want to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I thought like, okay, you would want to appeal to the mother aspect right, of right. the goddess. That's but true. no, it's, it's the maiden, which also makes sense. Because if you want to get pregnant, you're the maiden that wants to become the mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, going into a new school or, you know, or learning a new education. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any journey that's uh, correlated with changes. Um, the beginning of a new rela- relationship, love and, or friendship, um, or plans, like you said, for getting pregnant. Um, and it's also the first menstrual period for the girls. That's definitely made in, I'm made in work, for sure. And puberty for teenage boys. 
Yeah, sexuality, there it is. Oh, yeah. And you know what? You can do different colors for the work, pastel colors. Like, for instance, if you want, like, a new job, you're going to do, like, a a pretty peachy, like, orange, you know, pastel-y, you know, light blue and for home and stuff like that. You can correlate. But in when in doubt, she's the white white energy for candle work yeah i think that's like the more traditional but yeah when you think of like the, the easter colors kind of you know what i mean like all those like nice pastel colors that's definitely for her yeah things that were where we see her kind of come in is really like like you just listed off a bunch and it's all anything that's brand new yeah anything that's new is is made in energy yeah any kind of new new thing that you want whether it's a project you want to turn over a new leaf get a new opportunity that's that's what she's there for she's also good for that fresh perspective so sometimes when you're just turning around things in your head and you're like i'm I'm turning myself in circles and i need to like look at this from a different angle that's when you kind of lean into that maiden aspect to get that yes yes and you know you got to keep that alive inside of you as well so speaking of that that was the next thing i was going to say is she really kind of comes through inside of us when we um when we hit our primal self when we hit our sexual primal self when we get into our survival huntress or hunter kind of mode but we also see her when we just are kind of amazed by nature like when we get into that natural beauty and you just have that oh wow moment with anything whether it's you know you go to this new place and you're just struck by the beauty of the forest by you know seeing this animal and in live and in person like Mm. anything like that that you're just like oh my god wow like if you ever like if you've never like seen an elephant at the zoo or something you see it and you're just taken aback by its its power and everything like that's that's all goddess energy that comes forward right that's made in energy anything yeah when you're just like in awe of things that kind of reminds me of the first time i saw snowflakes yeah (laughs) that was definitely a made experience dude i I, like i feel like i was brought back to that moment because i was visiting my friend emily when that happened and she uh was telling her new boyfriend about it and he's also from new york so he's like what and she's like dude she's never seen snow before and i'm like you don't understand how fucking amazing this is and i still like so i think like one thing i would say is if you want to work with the maiden maybe try and think back to a memory of when you really had that experience so if i ever like need to anchor myself into that energy like that was such a profound experience for me i will always remember the first time i saw snowflakes it was insane and that i think is my most purest form of embodying the maiden yeah that i have and so i will always remember that and so that is the kind of thing that i can anchor myself into Mm -hmm. so think back on those things and that would help you to connect with the maiden energy for sure the um, other thing I wanted to mention real quick that I forgot about when I was telling the story about Kor and Demeter was when Demeter knew Persephone was coming back to the or Kor was coming back to the surface and coming topside was because the, the crocus plant am I crocus. crocus the crocus plant started to bloom uh-huh and so that is one of the first flowers that will bloom in spring right exactly and it is um, good for love new beginnings and visions uh-huh. so all good for 
maiden energy. So you can use it in love spells. You can also use it in anything for divination and opening up your psychic sight. So if you wanted a plant that would kind of bring you a little bit closer to that maiden energy, maybe check out the crocus. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you see, you've seen this in magazines and different depictions about spring. You see the snow and you see this plant peeking up through the snow that's the crocus for some reason with a name like that you think it would be like this really big ornery flower yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know if flowers can be ornery but this just sounds like it would be yeah yeah it's and so we talked about her being like with the spring so when we talk about the wheel of the year we're talking i mean like you hear a lot about persephone so to speak when we're talking about uh the spring equinox but the maiden also appears at in bulk just like you said you, you see the plant peeking out of the snow that's all very like all symbolic of in bulk yes it is so any working for new beginnings new starts new job new apartment new studies Maiden. Think maiden. Maiden. Hardcore maiden energy. It's really funny because as we started talking about doing this series, I was actually starting a lot of new things in my life. That's true. And I, so I, I started looking up the maiden. I was like, wow, like I really stepped into a lot of that. You did. I so, did. Without even knowing, right? It, you know, it's always interesting. Like spirit always shows up for you and lets you know that it's there in, in really interesting ways, you know? Oh, that's so true. Yeah. That is so, so, so true. It was really cool to kind of like have that. So we shall see, but I don't know. I don't need any of that new, no new more pregnancy new, no more new. or any of that. No, no, no more yeah, new. Right, I'm going exactly. to get a handle on this. We'll move into to mother now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would think so, right? I mean, you would think just a little bit. <laughs> well, I think you have no choice, actually, you know. I mean, I know. I have a toddler now. Look at that. He's know, all sassy and walking it, like a professional. He's so cute. He's so small, and you see this little midget baby walking around. <laughs> he's so fucking cute. He's so cute. And he loves his streganona. Oh, yes, he does. He sure does. Yeah, yeah. Because he knows you'll put up with his bullshit. He's like, I've tortured mom all day, and you don't know what a jerk I am, so let me come be, like, lovable to you. Well, he was jumping on me before. Jump, like, <laughs> literally jumping on me. So. Yeah, because he's discovered his legs. Oh, my God. Little monster. So cute. so cute. I have a question for sure. you. So I, I, you know, with the snowflake thing, because, yeah. you know, not everyone has that mind-blowing experience. But you know what? There's a lot of people that have never seen snow before. And I've mentioned that that story to people. They're like, wait, snowflakes look like that? So I am not the only one that had their mind blown. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so I that to me is like something where I can say like in my, my mundane life, I experienced a maiden moment. Oh, hell very yeah. Very much so. Do you have a memory like that where you experienced like a maiden moment? Oh, God. I would have to go way back. And think about that. But, you know, I was always in, in amazed with spring. You know, spring is my favorite season. So I think that in general, it's just like the springtime, the new, the new buds coming on the trees. I could see them and the, the, the birds chirping and the news, you know, everything's new. I think that excitement that you would yeah, get for it. And I do feel it every year. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like that. It. Yeah. In spring. And I also feel like that in fall. When you see like the seasons changing into spring and fall, I get really excited. for mm -hmm, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I really, truly love uh, spring because that's rebirth and new beginnings. And it gives you the hope of new starts. And that's what I love about it. I guess that's actually an emotion that you can say that the maiden embodies is excitement. Yeah. And awe. 
yeah and awe you know, at the beauty and everything that's around you it's just amazing yeah and she is beautiful she's a beautiful depicted as a beautiful youthful person you know what i'm saying long flowing hair and lush breasts and all that good stuff so yeah oh yeah she's she's perky in all the right places <laughs> yeah she's perky she's bouncy she's ready with her bow and arrow to go yeah. bounce around the forest yeah that's what's so up she's she's an amazing i would aspect. say this is like more of a like human dirty thing but i would say strippers really embody that a lot oh yeah i would think so too oh, yeah, because it's all about the sexuality so that goes more into like out of like the the purity form of it but into the other aspect the the quote shadow aspect of the maiden like 100 percent, yeah because it's just like an adulterated owning of your sexuality so like burlesque performers strippers sex workers anything like that like it, it really kind of harnesses that in a different way yeah and um you know to call her um what's the word that everybody would use um gee god why can't i think of it right now um but it virgin virgin mm-hmm. like is she supposed to be the virgin but what virgin in this aspect means is independent it's mm-hmm. not necessarily meaning like not having sex not naughty yeah independent and, and new to to different experiences and yeah. the, again that's where she gets that excitement and that awe from it you know mm-hmm. that unknowing just like um your snowflake experience i i went to pagan pride and i saw these snowflake earrings and i said oh my god i have to get them for her because that's going to remind her of that experience every time oh, she yeah. wears them. You know, I actually really like. I was thinking about it because December it, it's creeping up. December yes. is creeping up, and I, I really want to go and watch Snowfall this year if I can. I because I, I think I when did that happen? That was like 2017, something like that. That yeah. was the only time I've seen it. It's seen snow. Like and I want to go and see it again. I want to watch it fall. You know what? Though not only to see it, but to hear it. The sound of falling snow is the most amazing sound. And I know you people all over the world that have snow understand what I'm saying. It's just an amazing sound. I can't even duplicate it or try to duplicate it with my mouth or my my words. It has like a really different different sound to it because I remember when we went to New York, Ricky and I, you had told me about it and you said, hey, if it, if it snows try and go out early early in the morning and go hear it so it was like six or seven in the morning that was right when the snow started to fall and we went outside to hear it and yeah i i can't explain the sound of it but it's it's magic man like that it is magical it is just so perfect it's so perfect and i don't know you know what the funny thing is is like i think about that and then i think about the coven sister Sue's and how much she fucking hates snow oh yeah she hates well she's from fucking boston right and you know driving in that shit sucks i wouldn't know and i don't want to find out but upstate new york right now like in buffalo new york and stuff they're having like massive snowstorms right now Mm -hmm. like they open the door and the snow is like six feet that's crazy and i remember that as a kid too really oh hell yeah opening the door and there's just a wall of snow it was crazy it was crazy see i kind of want to experience that i mean maybe it's one like i'm just i'm curious because like everyone that's lived there it's like it's terrible it's terrible to get around in but i'm just so curious 
You snowbound. You know, you snowbound. You can't drive your car because it's all snowed in. And does it damage your car? Like, do you have like yeah, do you I have mean, other car worries that you don't have in Los Angeles? Yes, that you have to worry about because it'll, it'll get rusty. You, you know, the car will get rusty from. So the do snow. they like not last as long as they do out here? They or don't. Something? They don't. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Is yeah. there anything you can do to fix that, or you just, you just mm, not deal really? With it? You know, you just deal with it because it's it's nature and that's life and the East Coast. So. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So you get better pastries and pizza and just like like half the shelf life of cars. Right, exactly. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I'm not one for the cold. I like spring. I like it. Um, like uh what's that? What's her name in the three bears? What's her name? Goldilocks. Goldilocks. You know, this bed is too hard, that one's too soft, and that one's just right. And that's what I think spring is, is just right. The weather is just right. I mean, I don't give a shit as long as it's not summer. I just <laughs> fucking hate summer. I don't care otherwise. Yeah, but I love I love it. It's just mild and sweet, and it smells good. The flowers are blooming. The birds are chirping. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. It. I like the maiden time. What could I say? I mean, again, as long as it's not fucking summer, yeah. we're good. And I don't think any of the deities... I don't think so. Do the goddess... Do any of the three goddesses rule over or summer? I don't think I'm so. I'm not sure, but I don't think so either. Yeah. Because that, that's how much fucking... Well, I mean, maybe the mother summer. Mm. I don't know. Summer sucks. That's all I have to <laughs> say about it. Hot. Yeah. Like, we're in November and I'm still... Like, it's California, so, like, we just got out of summer, basically. So, I'm just, I'm just really happy it's not 100 degrees anymore. Yeah. I would like to ask all of you listening that you write, you sit down and you think about the first time that you were in awe of something like when I had my mind blown about snowflakes or Monica every time she sees budding flowers on trees. And I can tell you, yeah. if you've listened to some of the other episodes, you remember Monica thinking she's seeing a lemon blossom on a tree and it was in fact a light. <laughs> so she gets real excited about that shit. I do. I, I do. want you guys to think about your moment somewhere in between the Shaughnessy and Snowflakes and Monica being really stoned thinking she's seen flowers. And I want you to find that moment for yourself that's relatable. Um how that relates to the maiden aspect of the goddess and if you feel so compelled i would love for you guys to write in so that we can share it on an ask astrega absolutely if yes. you guys have any stories like that any experiences with any uh maiden goddesses or any questions about it that you would like for us to answer please email it to winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com we would love to hear from you yes and stay tuned because we have a little path working for you to meet the maiden next that's, week. That's right. So you're going to we're going to do a meditation so you can be working with the maiden. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Monica, who is your shout out? Oh, Lord, my shout out is to all our new listeners that have recently found us. Um, I've been telling people, some people, I met somebody the other day that came in for belly dancing that is from your um, your other your bell book and candle oh, right and on. she had no idea that you had a podcast oh how funny and i told her and she said she just went right on her phone and she plugged in right into it so whoever you are i forgot your name this is for all our new listeners and the new pa- patreons that are coming in all right cheers to you guys thank you guys so much for always tuning in and listening to me and monica's banter we think we're hilarious you guys kind of do too we appreciate that yes we do yes we do and My- you know Oh, who's your shout out? My shout out is to Courtney. Um, 
because earlier today I had a reading and so she babysat Felix for me while I did that. How sweet. And Felix is just so lucky to have such a badass auntie. Like she was just so good. Like she is just an amazing auntie Coco and he is so lucky. So mm-hmm. my shout out is to her. Thank you for being the best auntie my little monster could ever have. Aww. And you know, let's not end without wishing everybody a blessed Thanksgiving. I hope everybody is is grateful for what they have and don't forget to give thanks for that. So I'm wishing everybody a blessed Thanksgiving. Yes, now I have to make sure Ricky gets this out tonight so that it actually comes out on Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no pressure, Ricky. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone that celebrates, to everyone that doesn't. That's cool too. We hope that you guys have something to be grateful for and that you have abundance in your life and Absolutely. that we can all sprinkle a little bit of that around and make it a little infectious in a really nice comfy cozy way. Absolutely. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet, meet again. again. Coolio. <laughs> Coolio.